What's going on, Smash Leads? Yes, that is what I have dubbed you guys as my Smash Leads. Welcome back to this week's episode. It is a Monday episode, which you know what that means. It's me, it's you, and we are solo. Oh, man. I hope that if you are listening to this on a Monday morning, I hope it finds you or anytime on your Monday or anytime at all for that matter. (laughs) I hope that it finds you in the best place possible. I hope you are grooving and having an amazing day, an amazing week, all of the things. And if you're not, this episode is going to be perfect for you. Perfect, perfect for you. Because I have got some serious motivation and I am usually not a fan of that word because I think that what really sets us apart is our dedication. But every now and then we need a reminder to get ourselves back into that place that we push from, we thrive from, and we grow from. And and a lot of times we get really uncomfortable in that place. And that is a place that I highly encourage you to to try to stay in as much as you can for your life. So I'm going to tell you a quick little story. I was chatting with a past client of mine who has um, just completely changed her life and is so, so inspiring in the things that she has done. She has, you know, almost completely eliminated alcohol from her life. She found that during quarantine, she was just drinking way too much. She wasn't taking care of herself. Um, and she just wanted to get better. She wanted to get herself and her family to a better place. So she reached out to me. We, uh, trained virtually. I took her through my 12 week of body take back program and she was just feeling absolutely amazing. And she has since gone on to really take a hold of her health and take a hold of her mental and physical health. I quite frankly, so We were just texting the other day and she sent me some progress photos and I was blown away. Like literally I saw them and I had to just tell her, oh my gosh, you look so damn good. You have come so far. And more than anything, she looked so freaking confident. Like she just looked so damn confident in that bathing suit, smiling and posing. So she went on to give me some life updates and let me know that she has now decided to get herself enrolled in a fitness competition. So in a bikini competition for her 45th birthday, like, oh girl, talk about something to really strive for getting on stage at 45 and feeling like an absolute badass queen mother freaking Oh, I am so excited for her. So excited. So she's telling me this goal and she's like, oh my gosh, like it's so scary. And I paused and I said to her, that is exactly how you want it to be. You should be in a state of scary and exciting. And that is something that I tell to my clients all the time. I am constantly saying that, that if you are faced with a decision in your life and it isn't a little bit scary and a little bit exciting, it's probably not worth doing. And and here's my rationale for that. So if it's just scary, (laughs) it's probably not good for you. It's probably not safe, or there's something that you probably should maybe be looking at twice. Like this seems like a very scary decision. Maybe let's, let's not do that. And if it's just exciting, well, 
I would challenge you to look at, is it actually helping you grow? Are you actually growing from this experience or is it just exciting? And the sweet spot, I think the real, real sweet spot is where the scary and the exciting come together. And that is like, like (laughs) euphoria. That is the place that when you are operating from that place in your life, amazing things can happen. Big, crazy, magical changes can come into your life. Again, a little bit of scary, a little bit exciting. That's how we get ourselves and we push outside of our comfort zone to try something new and to try something different. And without that, we're just staying in a safe space. We're just staying in a place that doesn't push us, doesn't challenge us, and doesn't force us to even maybe get creative and get creative in the sense of how are we going to solve these problems? Or, oh my gosh, I have never done this thing before. How am I going to do this thing? And figuring that out is the exciting part. I did a triathlon a couple years ago for my very first time and First of all, I had never done a triathlon. So you swim, you bike, and you run. Running is not one of my favorite things. (laughs) And I had never open water swam. I do love swimming. I love getting in a pool and I feel very confident with that. But I had never open water swam. And up until a couple months or more like a couple weeks, I guess, before the triathlon, I had never even been on a road bike. So I signed up for this thing because one, I'm competitive, (laughs) but two, I was ready to take on a challenge. I was ready to have that scary and exciting feeling. And I was like, okay, this is going to be great. It's the comfort in the training. That part is fine. Like I'm very comfortable with training. I'm very comfortable getting uncomfortable. That's something I've worked really hard on in my life is getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And that I'm good with. Um, I love that type of stuff. But what I wasn't sure about is all three of these elements put together, let alone individually. Now I'm going to now I'm going to put them together in a timed event. Holy crap, how am I going to do this? So I kind of individually tackled each thing. And yeah, the swimming was a little bit scary. I'm thinking, how am I going to swim a mile, a whole mile in open water? That that seems daunting. So again, I did a little bit of research and I realized that I should be able to swim a mile in 30 minutes or less. So I would just get into a pool and I would just swim for 30 minutes, nonstop, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And there was days that I thought, this is so effing hard. (laughs) How am I going to finish this? And there were days that I felt like I crushed it. Again, that balance of scary and exciting. Same thing with the bike. I would just get on and ride and ride and try to get my legs as conditioned as I could. And the running, well, I I neglected the running a little bit (laughs) because I'm not, I am honestly not a huge fan of running. I have done, you know, some marathons and a half marathon or, you know, a couple of those and I'm good. So when the day came, I was terrified and I had some friends that came out. Some of my best friends were there to cheer me on. And I just remember thinking, this is terrifying. I have no idea what I'm doing. And actually, let me rewind the tape here for a second. So I had the brilliant idea, I think it was two nights before, 
two nights before the triathlon, I had the brilliant idea that I should probably get in open water and I should probably just see what it felt like, put the wetsuit on, see what this shit was really going to feel like before it's race day. Mm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, not the best idea. Definitely not the best idea. I get my wetsuit on. I go out to La Jolla Shores. For any of you that are San Diego natives and familiar, I go out there and I just walk straight out from the shore into the ocean. And I basically just start swimming straight out. I see that there's a buoy out there and I'm like, okay, here we fucking go. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm swimming in the goddamn ocean and I've never swam, swam like to a very far buoy in the open water ocean before. No idea what I'm doing. And I'm by myself. Like, of course, there's people on the beach and there had been like an event going on. So there was lots of people out there on the beach in the ocean, but no one's with me. Oh my goodness. Let me tell you, (laughs) I got so freaked out in that water. I couldn't really see. I didn't feel like my goggles were working. I was also getting terrified. I'm like, this is creepy. Like, this is so creepy. I'm just swimming. I I, I don't want to do this anymore. So I get to the buoy and I freaking sprint my ass back to the shore as fast as my little body will let me, which it didn't seem like was very fast. I'm like, come on, body, freaking do this. So I'm swimming like a bat out of hell, it feels like, in the ocean back Also at the same time, like trying to stay a little bit calm because I'm not trying to cause a scene, you know, I'm not trying to have the lifeguard come and freaking rescue me. Like what the hell is wrong with this girl? And I'm still a little bit aware that, yeah, there's people around me. And again, I'm not completely alone, but I'm definitely way out here in the ocean. So I'm getting closer. And one of the main things they teach you in triathlon transitioning is that as you're coming out of the water that you basically as soon as your feet can touch you should start to stand so they don't really want like they want you to kind of start to walk to get your legs you know back to walking because you're about to go to your bike now so it's like as soon as you can feel you're supposed to like drag your toes and as soon as you can feel you're supposed to kind of start jogging through the shallow water until you're obviously out and as you're doing that and you're kind of getting your bearings you're supposed to start to pull your wetsuit from the back and peel it off so you can again have a smooth transition so I (laughs) I'm trying to remember all of these things while I'm by myself approaching the shore, slightly terrified and out of breath. And as I'm getting there, I'm like, okay, like you have to do this. You have to like, look what you like, look like, you know what you're doing. I feel the, sh- the sand. I start to stand up and I feel like I have had 50 shots of tequila. <laughs> like I can barely stand my legs because you've been in a flat position. And now I'm just voomp, immediately standing up. I can feel all the blood rushing. I start to get super lightheaded. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, please don't fall over. Like, please don't fall over and have some stranger think that you're dying. So I'm trying to keep it together. I'm trying to get myself out. I'm also terrified that I'm just like, I don't want to do this. How the F am I going to do this in two days? This was so stupid. I'm cold. I want to go home. <laughs> and yeah, so my mentor at at the time and who still is a very good friend of mine, he had said that he would just swing by and I thought, yeah, he'll forget. Well, lo and behold, 
I'm getting out of the water and I kind of like barely think I see him, but I have no idea. So I'm stumbling out of the ocean, trying to get my bearings, trying to remember where the freak my towel is. And is this guy standing there, someone that I really know, or am I just so disoriented? I'm about to stumble over to a stranger. So I see him and it is him. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So I stumble over to him and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like basically crying. I'm telling him like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like that was so hard. That was so scary. Like, why did I do this? That was stupid. I'm never going to be able (laughs) to do this on Sunday. It's Friday night. Like it's five o'clock on a Friday night. And I'm, I don't know, 36 hours from a race event. Like what? (laughs) What the heck is wrong with me? Um, and he's like, you're fine. You're fine. You know, puts a towel around me. Like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. It's okay. Like everything's going to be fine. I go home. A couple of friends text me. They're like, oh, how was it? I'm like, that was fucking horrible. Like, (laughs) why did I do this? How am I going to do this on Sunday? What the actual F I'm legitimately scared. Go to sleep. I rest, you know, Sunday, Saturday comes and goes. We're back to Sunday. So now we're back to where I segued off on my story. It's Sunday and it's like 5.30 in the morning and we're about to kick this thing off. Again, never done this. Do not know what to expect. Also in my training, never did I do either of the events back to back. I one time rode my beach cruiser and then parked it on the bay and went for a jog, but not the kind of miles on my bike that I'm going to have to do and then run. So I'm very unprepared for this. And I just keep telling myself, like, you can do this because you have so much mental strength that it doesn't matter what happens physically. You're going to crush this. Like, you're going to freaking do this, girl. So Sunday, we're there. And I thought we were doing like a an onshore start, which means like you start on the shore, you kind of run in and you start swimming. Well, <laughs> shocker, I somehow missed the memo that it's an in-water start. So it means when your group is set to go, you have to go out into the water, you have to tread water <laughs> in, in this body of water, you're treading water, and then they just blow a whistle and you just start swimming. Like you just start swimming from a treading water position. I'm like, I don't even get like a running start. I don't get to jump in. I don't get anything. What? So again, I'm, it's scary and exciting. I'm thinking, okay, this is terrifying. I don't know how to do this, but I'm going to do it because I signed up for this and I want to have fun. So we get in the water, I take off and I am swimming so fast. It's freezing cold. You're getting kicked in the face by the people in front of you. You're basically kicking the people behind you, you know, people are clawing at your arms. Like it is just chaos there for the first like couple of minutes. Then everybody settles in. And again, it's a mile swim. So you go a half a mile out, you loop around this buoy and a half a mile in. And I am swimming, like I'm swimming, like my life depends on it. Because as far as I'm concerned, my life does depend on it. So you know, boom, make it around the buoy, make it back through. I get out of the water. I can hear my friends cheering. I'm trying to remember the whole thing. Drag your feet, start to undo the wetsuit. It's crazy. Then you've got to peel this wetsuit off, basically change your clothes and hop on a bike and bike like 26 or 28 miles. 
So I don't need to go into the whole description of the triathlon. Maybe, you know, you guys are interested. Um, you know, you hop on the bike, you go 28 miles, you bike like a crazy person all around, your legs are not working, you, you get back to your station, you park the bike, you hop off and you just start running. And the running, the biking was my favorite part. It was hard, but it was my favorite. And while I'm on the bike, I'm looking at my watch and I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm like, there must be something wrong. Like I must have not started this right. Or there must be something off because it seems like I'm doing really well. Like it seems like I'm actually doing a really good job. And I'm like, how am I going so fast? Like this has to be wrong. So I'm just like, don't worry about it, Ashley. You're here for fun. You've never done this. Again, this is supposed to be something that is in fun, exciting, a little bit scary, and an enjoyable thing, not a psycho competition, which I can turn everything into a competition. So hop off the bike. I start running. This is my most dreaded event. I'm like, this is not going to be fun. It's only like 6.2 miles, not a big deal, but it is after you've done all those other things. So I start running and I see my friend Andrea on the side and she's like cheering me on and I just smiled at her and I waved and I remember in that moment thinking, I've already won. I have already accomplished my goal here because I can be so competitive that I will suck the joy out of things. I genuinely will. I will be so aggressive and so serious and so competitive that I almost don't have fun myself. And again, I turn it into a scary thing rather than an exciting thing. And as I saw her and I just thought, I'm so lucky to have friends that have come out here at the crack of dawn and have stayed <laughs> this whole time to cheer me on and to watch me. And this is for fun. Just enjoy it, Ashley. Just keep running. Like just keep running and have a good time. And I did. And I finished it and it was amazing. And I was so proud of myself. But the thing that I was the most proud of is that I had fun. I made everything fun. I stayed in the moment. I didn't freak out or overly freak out. I didn't care if my transitions were messy. It didn't matter. I was having a great time and it was the perfect blend of the scary and exciting. Perfect blend. And for any of you that are curious, <laughs> I, which I'm very proud of, I was able to swim my mile. I believe it was in 18 minutes, I want to say. I think I swam my mile in 18 minutes, which when I was on the bike, I kept thinking, this can't be right. Well, it was right because I wanted to get the hell out of there. I was like, get me out of this water. I don't care. So clearly that motivated me to get my butt in gear and swim as fast as I could because I was pretty impressed with that time. So, Okay. Transitioning back to the story I was telling you about my client, we're just all over the place here today. Um, When she's telling me about this show and I'm saying, okay, this is what it is. It's scary and exciting. And the goal here, hopefully for her, is to just have fun, to enjoy the process of getting to stage day, to getting on that stage, to posing, to feeling strong, to feeling sexy, but also to knowing that she has done so much work in her life up to this point that she can handle something like that, that she can take on a challenge like that. She has done mentally challenging things, physically challenging things, emotionally challenging things that when it time comes time to get on that stage, she's ready. She's already won. She has dramatically changed her life for the better. 
And that again was my takeaway from the triathlon was it's not about what number I place. It's not about how fast I go. It's about the fact that years have taken me to get to this point of training and practicing and failing and succeeding and taking on challenges, whether they are presented to me or whether I'm choosing them myself. All of that stuff leads up to days like that day where you can take it on. As cliche as it sounds, like you can be somewhat cool under pressure because you've been there before. You know, you have experienced some level of that before. And if you haven't experienced that in your life, gosh, I just so strongly encourage you to get out there and to see what that's like, to test yourself, you know, to try and to put yourself in those scary and exciting places. And one last thing that I want to leave you with, and I think that is just so important, is so many of us can be promoters. We can be excited. We can be all gun ho in the beginning. Oh, this is going to be great. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to run a marathon. I'm going to, you know, work really hard at work and get this promotion. And the numbers of people that actually finish the goals that they set is staggeringly low because so many of us come in with this great intention, with this great enthusiasm, and we don't have the skills to become a finisher. And so I encourage you in whatever capacity that looks like in your life, just start making the goal to be the finisher to do it, to see it all the way through, whether you have enrolled in, you know, learning a new language or whether it's, you know, doing something with your spouse that you want to see through, see it through. Maybe that's going to counseling. Maybe that's going to a dance class and you sign up for 10 lessons and you guys start to fall off at six or seven. See it all the way through. Remember the enthusiasm you had on lesson one and two. Maybe it's starting a you know new workout routine or telling yourself, hey, I'm going to, again, I'm going to lose those 10 pounds. I'm going to lose those 50 pounds. And when it takes a little longer than you think, you start to just fall off. The enthusiasm and that energy to finish starts to fade. And so if you can switch your thinking and if you can say, my goal here is to just finish, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how long it takes me. My goal is to get to the finish line. And for my client right now, her finish line is this fitness competition on her birthday. For me, that that time or that moment was going through the triathlon. I didn't care how fast I did it, how good I looked, how goofy I looked. I just was like, I'm going to see this thing through. I signed up for this, I had months to prepare for this, and I'm seeing it through. And I'm sure that there's things in your life that you can completely relate to in that arena that you have been so excited to do, so excited to prepare for even. Maybe you were excited for the preparation. And then things come up, life gets busy, it doesn't go the way you plan. So you start to retreat, you start to fall back, you don't want to fail. But what happens is, you're already failing by not finishing. You're already failing by not finishing. So 
finish. Finish messy, finish slow, finish what you might think is late. I don't care, but just become a finisher. Practice that in your life. With the big things, with the small things, just practice. Keeping that commitment to yourself and becoming a finisher of the things and the goals that you set out to do. And remember the enthusiasm that you set those goals with and bring that all the way across the line because you can do it. You have it in you. You've done things before that you didn't think you could do. You have that frame of reference. You just got to harness it and operate from that place on a daily basis. So I hope that you guys have an amazing day. I hope that this finds you so well. Thank you for listening in. Drop me a message. You guys can always find me on my Instagram at Ashley Randall Fit. You guys can DM me. I would love to chat with you and I hope that you're well. I will see you when I see you guys. Take care.